Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing? All right? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I mean, listen, you know, it could be worse, right? It could be a lot worse. Listen, you've been busy TikToking, so it's. Uh... <laughs> I <laughs> you love loved it. You love TikTok, crap huh? I gave you for so long about TikTok, and now I'm actually like loving it. And our account, the Hollywood Raw TikTok account, doing really well. Like. I'm just having fun, like talking about celebs, and people keep following it. It's crazy. What do you love about TikTok? Why do you like the app? Because it's so easy. It is so easy, and I know because I've spent years editing for like my YouTube videos and all this other stuff, and it takes so much time. And TikTok just like condensed, and they're like, "Here, you want to put a photo behind you? Do it. You want to add audio under it? Do it. You want to add this like transition clip? Here you go. Like they make it so easy, and I I think that's probably why I'm enjoying it so much. Do you find yourself just going through the videos and just kind of watching a lot of other people's content oh, yeah. as well? Oh, totally. It's I, very easy I, to I get, get into lost that. In it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I want to ask you, Dax? What happened to Tom Cruise? I feel like we don't see him. We don't hear from him at all anymore. Whatever happened to him? You know, it's funny. I actually, it's funny you ask that because I haven't, I don't think about Tom Cruise often. <laughs> I hope not. But um, I, mean, I read an article, I, don't, I think it was yesterday or something, where he is over in the UK. He was there filming uh, a movie. I don't know if it was a Mission Possible or what it was, but he was filming a movie when kind of everything shut down for coronavirus and he kind of like locked himself up at like the headquarters of Scientology over there yeah. and apparently is just enjoying it and wants to just stay over there and his life is low key. He doesn't have to deal with paparazzi. He doesn't have to deal with people hounding him for his religion. He just can like be himself. So that's the last article I read that he's just going to like live over in the UK and be Tom Cruise. But nowadays with social media, how does he stay so private? I mean, here's a guy, I'm sure he has a big house a lot of property but does he ever leave it like we never hear of him going to a restaurant going dude, to a bar I don't, I don't think he does i mean when he was here in la it was very rare that we would see him out and he would like take his motorcycle cruise down pick up food and go but you really don't see tom cruise out and i and i think honestly that's probably the worst part about being a super celeb is the fact that you don't get to leave your house because leaving your house is probably a nightmare it's I'll tell you what I've you know through my job I've met a lot of celebrities met a lot of famous people but there's difference there's a difference when you meet stars and Tom Cruise is a movie star like I've met plenty of actors you know no, like, dude, he's not just he's probably the biggest movie star on the planet like there's but, no one bigger than Tom Cruise but why is he the biggest movie star on the planet why is he that big because he's done a zillion successful movies and he's I, I don't. I, there's just something about it. he's a like you said he's a star, but he is the star. There's just even, a... here's the thing. Even if you kind of go, oh, you know, he's a little weird. He's goofy. Maybe you don't like him like on his normal daily life, which is kind of me. I'm like, I'm not. When I see him walking around, I'm like you're kind of strange. But like, if there's a movie coming out with Tom Cruise in it, I am all about it. Yeah, you know he, what I'm saying. Some happens when he has a movie coming out. He's like, oh my god! It comes to like the old school. There's a film coming out. Like it's just, it's, it, he just has some sort of presence. And I've met, I've met him before, and I got to be honest with you, he was the nicest guy. Like he's not a big guy, but he yep. goes about his. He's very good when he comes out to promote a movie. He's very good. He does press. Like he gives. He just has this energy or aura around him. There's very few famous people I meet that have that, but there's a few people like Miley Cyrus is one of them. Tom, really? Tom Cruise is one of them. Like, when you're around them, you feel their energy. Like, man, this person is a star. Miley Cyrus, I'm telling you, Miley Cyrus, when you meet her, she, you just like, oh, man, this person is a star. And same thing when you're around Tom Cruise. You're like, Brad Pitt, you're like, man, there's like an energy around these type of people. It's kind of interesting. But let me ask you this. Five movies. What's the, if you can name five big Tom Cruise movies, what would they be? Like, because we're saying he's a movie star, but what are the five movies that he's a star from? I mean, Top Gun, duh. Top Gun one, okay. That's Rain easy. Man, maybe two. Yes, I think uh... Mission Impossible. <sighs> I was Jerry say Mission Maguire. I was trying to think Mission Impossible or um, yeah, what was that other one? I mean, dude, he's had so many. I, I'm blanking on it right now, but I, I feel like Tom Cruise has like fifty thousand of greatest movies. He's he's such an interesting dude, but I'm very uh, 
I'm very surprised in this day and age with social media, he's able to stay so Jack Reacher. So Jack Reacher Jack was Reacher, the other yes, one. Yes, which was one. basically Mission Impossible. <laughs> with a different name. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wait, what's the difference here? It's the same, which which is a random one, you know? Um, ah, so good. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Whatever, I, we're I sitting them. here blabbing. We have like a huge guest waiting for huge. us. Huge. So let's, let's wrap up our, our little banter that we could probably have via text right now. Because we got Leah McSweeney on, who, uh, for all you Real Housewife fans, uh, she is like the new... I, I, I want to say new hot thing, but I mean like she's beautiful, but she's also like... The, the person everyone's talking about. So that's why I say new hot thing. I mean, she's she's the there's she's a star. I mean, I I don't know what happened this season, but she came on and fans instantly loved her. They They're just going crazy. She became, you know, you watch Bravo, watch what happens. They're always talking about her. She's she's definitely made an impact on the show. And, you know, the cool part about it is she's just a younger person coming on a show where there's a bunch of older women and boom, like she just you know, you know now it it's she's raw she's raw and real yeah and people are gravitating towards that like it's not it's not you get you kind of get caught up in the real housewife world where like a lot of these women you know start to like believe the own hype in themselves i kind of think of what it is yeah and she is like a breath of fresh air and don't get me wrong i love the i love the housewife shows <laughs> because that's half the thing that you love is that they are kind of like into themselves however you know, Leah comes in and you're just like, oh, whoa, whoa. And she like kind of mixes it all up. So Tattoos, I think that's why people like not some so Upper East Side snotty chick. Not like the other ones are, but they are. <laughs> but <laughs> Leah's, you know, Leah's just, she's real. She's real. She's young. She's got tattoos, which is not normal for these housewives. And she's cool. She's that's just good. a cool ass chick. But before we get to her, uh, we are going to do our contest. We have the easiest contest out there on this podcast. All you have to do is go leave a review on iTunes or whatever service you use. Well, it's uh, on iTunes or Stitcher. That's the other one you can Stitcher. leave comments on. So Stitcher is where people with like Androids can go. iTunes is where anyone with an Apple phone go because they make it super easy. You just leave a comment, leave a, a review, and uh, we pick one every week. We read it out loud, and they walk away with an autograph from our friends over at Autograph City, which is ran by Primetime Signatures. Uh I got one. You want me to read it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, this one comes from Skeet. Uh, it says, title says, great listen, great podcast. Both Dax and Adam are e very easy to listen to off-the-cuff conversations with all types of guests, and they keep the flow going and don't sound scripted. So keep it up, guys. Skeet, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, who uh, who is Skeet getting? So right now I put, I'm putting my name in a hat. We have a bunch of names in there. Thanks to our friends at Primetime Signatures and Autograph City. And he will be getting an or she. I don't know Skeet. I'm pretty sure I know Skeet, actually. So uh, well, then, I'm going to pull it. I'm about to void this if you know this person. <laughs> no, I think I, 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 I've i met them on social. We follow. I think we follow each other. So, so not uh, like Skeet, someone you hang out with on the weekend. No, no, no. But okay. Skeet, DM me your address because you're getting an autograph. And the autograph is Jenny McCarthy. It's a hot photo, dude. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and so, 11 by 14. So you're getting the, the biggest one of the bunch, too. The biggest one. So this is a Jenny, uh, Jenny McCarthy autograph. Hot photo of her coming to you. DM me your address. Uh, and guys, make sure you leave a review. It's the easiest contest out there. Dax, tell us about our guest. Oh, so excited for today's guest. She is one of the newest Real Housewives who is quickly making a massive impact on the show straight from New York City. Leah McSweeney. Welcome. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. I just I didn't sleep well last night. That's been happening lately. Um, I'm just a baby. When I don't get eight hours of sleep, I turn into a tod. I am like a toddler because I need that much sleep. And so, you know, that's kind of the deal today. But okay. I'm powering through. I'm just stressed. I'm not, What's going on? Why are you not sleeping? I think so. I mean, I did just talk to my mother, who's a therapist about it. And um, we think it's stress. But I don't feel stressed. What could you what could be stressed about? Is there because here's the thing is I got I want to start off with this. When I told people that you were coming on the podcast, I talked to a lot of Housewives fans, a lot of Bravo fans. They were so excited for you to they're like oh my god i love leah and i don't think we've talked to a lot of housewife people i don't think there's been a person to come on the show on the series before that right away on their rookie season people loved 
more than you. And I say that sincerely and got more excited. At it. Like people enjoy you. Like they're, they're fans of you. You're doing well. No, it's honestly, it's amazing. That part is so great. And I have so much to be grateful for. And I'm so blessed in so many ways. And if I, like I've said this before, if I came on the show and this was my first season at like debut during a fucking quarantine slash plague slash everything and people hated me, it would be, I would be distraught. So thank God you guys, they can hate me next season. That's fine. They will deal with it a little better because by the time it airs, we'll be out of this and then I can handle the hate a little more. But right now I need love, you know, that's what we all need right now. So it's very nice to be so, you know, welcomed into the show and everything. It's great. Do you think that people love you so much because you're just, you're real and you're relatable? But I'm like, I'm trying to think back and I'm like, you know, a lot of these women on the show can be real and relatable, but like, I'm trying to figure out why it is that they've accepted you so much more than a lot of the other housewives. I know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I really don't. I have no idea, but I love it. I mean, I'm very (laughs) for it, obviously. Um, it's really nice. How, you know, is part of you like very fortunate? Like, you're like, man, the show's kind of, sh- people are watching the show during a pandemic. Is it kind of better for you and actually the series itself that the show is going on during a pandemic and people are being able to like kind of put more time into the show? Have you thought about that? I, I think that like, I mean, we try to find the silver lining with everything, right? Like, well, where are the upsides of this? But honestly... I just don't really feel like there is an upside. I mean, because you think about it, like the the week that I was supposed to be doing my press week, you know, for the show, like that's when everything sh- shut down. So like my grandmother, like my grandmother was going to come to the season premiere with, you know, and she was excited about it. That didn't happen. You know, obviously everyone's life got turned upside down. And I mean, this is a very unique experience that I'm even on the show and doing it. And then to have it compounded with, this other unique experience. These are two once in a lifetime experiences happening simultaneously, um, simultaneously. And, you know, it just, it's weird. I mean, I don't really, I don't, this is the only way I know how to be a housewife is during a pandemic. So obviously the show is huge and you living in New York, how has the success of the show impacted your now daily life? Are you, do you go and you walk down the street and people are recognizing you everywhere you go? I mean, what is it like now? There's no people anywhere. <laughs> like, but you got to go grocery shopping at some point. I, 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 yeah, but I wear a mask. I mean, like, literally, like, no, I don't interact with people. I mean, I just don't. Like, okay, I went jogging the other day. Oh, well, actually, when I jog, I'm not wearing a mask. And, like, yesterday I was jogging by um whatever like in tribeca and these people were like honking the horn like we love you I have, I have but i think that's what they were saying maybe they were like get out of the way like i don't know but, um, and then i also went jogging in the hamptons and did get you know someone a couple people said something to me so that was cool um but uh, but really i live in a very desolate neighborhood there's no one around um it's not like I'm going out to eat. There's none of that. You know, there's no socializing. There's, it's really my jobs when I go outside or the, the only time that I really leave the house, a doctor appointment, you know, but there's no, there's no other time. So my life hasn't changed that much. Maybe that's, maybe that's the silver lining in a way. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm, I like the way my life is. So Adam, I think that we've talked to quite a few people that have, like, become crazy famous during the pandemic. Like, we talked to a bunch of people off Tiger King. We've talked to some of the people off Netflix, Hot or Not. And all of these people have become super famous, like, you included. And I wonder what it's going to be like once, like, the world resets, goes back to normal. I think you guys are going to be like, holy shit, I didn't realize how famous I am. Like, it's one thing you see it online, but you're going to walk around and be like, I can't even go out to eat anymore. Let's get it straight. I'm definitely not on Tiger King level, okay? <laughs> I'm no Carol Baskin, all right? Um, but yeah, I think it is going to be interesting when things start. You know, it's hard because like yesterday I was walking, I was walking around a little with my trainer, Martin, who I'm sure you guys, if you're watching a show, you know who that is. But yeah, um, he's great. 
Yeah, he's amazing. And he's honestly like a ray of light during this whole thing for me because he's an emotional like support system for me as well as like my trainer. But as you see on the show, he's basically a freaking therapist and life coach. And we're walking down the street and I'm like, I can't even imagine. Like it's I got I've gotten so used to the streets being empty so quickly. I mean, it's been three or four months and I'm used to it already. The, the thought of having the streets back the way they were hustling, bustling people everywhere. I mean, you know, I live in the financial district. This is wall street energy. It's crazy energy down here, you know, which is one of the reasons I think I like it. I love that, that energy. So it's such a stark contrast from what it was to what it is now. And look, we'll get back. I'll get used to it being busy again. Like we adapt. Right. So I'm a New Yorker and people are always like, man, how is it right now? And I'm like, it's actually in some ways, I kind of enjoy it. Like, it's like, it's, again, I'm in the Upper East Side. It's very neighborhoody. It's very chill. No, Not a lot of taxis, not a lot of tourists. And it's actually been kind of pleasant and kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I kind of, it hasn't been bad at all. Well, no, because it's also like, all, like all the New York tough shit. I'm like, don't even say New York tough unless you're here. Okay. Because... You know, if you fled to another state or something and you're posting New York tough shit on your Instagram, like, I don't even want to see it. But <laughs> I think the other side, from what I've heard, is a little more, um, and I actually did go up there for a doctor's appointment, and it is very neighborhoody. So it's kind of nice up there. I mean, my daughter was like, it's so pretty. She's like, never been to the Upper East Side. Um, but you know, this is a very, um, you know, this office buildings and stuff like that. So it's very desolate with yeah. a few people that look like zombies that are walking around the streets. <laughs> so how did, how did you wind up on the show? I love, I love finding out these stories about how like, you know, you go, go from a socialite to on the show. I feel like I'm not even supposed to tell you how I am. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a no go thing? I thought most people say no, like, it's out there. It's out there. I, I, um, I have the same facialist as Bethany and that's how this happened. So funny. And it was just like, hey, she she knows you and she decided to like introduce you to or what? She was basically like, hey, could Bethany give your name to the show? Wow. This show? And was it like an audition process or did it like did you just go for meetings, see if there's some sort of synergy or how does it how do you go after that? it was so spaced out like it was like oh you like talk to someone and then like a few months later maybe you'll hear from them you know like but months would go by and I had no idea what was gonna happen it just you really just had no idea until the last minute I mean I had no idea my daughter was like mom you're so getting it you're like so drama and I'm like (laughs) and then what is it like once cameras are now inside of your home is it is it hard to act normal or do you just go after the first 10 minutes you've kind of like forgotten they're there and you kind of just go along with life normal I mean I think that like you know it took a few times for me to you know obviously every time I would feel more comfortable depending on who I was like, you know, hanging out with, like hanging out with the women, it's much more, they're great. You know, they're pros. They're just, they don't even realize the cameras are around. It's all so real. Maybe with my family, it was a little more stressful. I could be like, Oh my God, I have to kind of, I felt like I had more responsibility, you know? Cause like I've been doing, I'm doing this more than they are. So it's my thing. But, um, yeah, I kind of, of course, you know, they're there, but I really, I don't know. It kind of like you forget that they are there in a lot of ways. And did you have a relationship with the other cast members? Like, I think you knew Tinsley, but the other women, was it the first time? Did you have a relationship with them at all? No. God, that's insane. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that um, I do kind of have a knack for like, I'm a people person, you know, that doesn't mean like I like being out all the time. I'm much, I'm very much a homebody, but I'm good at socializing. I'm good at finding things that I have in common with people and finding that connection or whatever. So that's kind of what I did. Isn't that such a skill, by the way? Like you go into a party, some people just don't know how to, you have to find that thing that like you, it's just being a chameleon, how to walk into a room, adapt to everything that's going on. I feel like it's one of those stupid skills, but it really gets, it helps out so much. Honestly, it. It's kind of 
probably a better skill to have than like a lot of college degrees. Like it will get you farther in life than many four-year college educations. I agree. I so agree. But how do you become that type of person? Like I, I feel, I mean, I don't want to, I hope I'm like that person. I feel like I am. I feel like I could make people feel comfortable right away and make you feel like you've known them for a while. But you wonder like, how do you become that type of person? It's probably nature and nurture. It's probably a little bit of both. It's probably yeah. like, like, you know, just who you are inherently, but also the situations and experiences that you've had in your life, probably, you know? Absolutely. No, I, I think that, I think that's probably one of the, the best skills. Do you, were you, were you nervous walking into it though? Like, I feel like you get in there and you go, Oh God, I hope these other girls like me. I mean, even if you have the skill of like befriending people, you still got to go, this is a scary thing. Like these women can be pretty tough. I, yeah. So I think I was more nervous like before we started but I knew that I it's the anticipation of doing it was like making me sick like I was like I just need to get this started already and just like know what I'm dealing with you know but even my first like yeah no I wasn't I really I have to say I wasn't that nervous was it it's not like it was an easy thing to do you know it's a lot it's a lot of it's a time commitment it's a commitment in general I mean I'm sure you guys know just doing this stuff, it gets you exhausted sometimes, you know? So like talking to people and then having it filmed, it, it could be exhausted. This could be emotionally draining, you know, for sure. You have such a good relationship with your daughter. So like, are you venting to your daughter? Like, should I do it? Should I not? And like, was she like, I want you to do the show? Like, how does that go down? I, yeah, I completely, like I said <laughs> in the show, like my daughter's like my soulmate and my best friend and my daughter and people were like, whoa, okay, that's not the healthiest thing or whatever. But, um, I do. I definitely would vent to her. I definitely, you know, maybe I think even in my last the last episode, people were like, oh, my God, like you're talking about like too much adult stuff in front of her. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm talking about me and her father's relationship and the dynamic with my family. And maybe she is sick of hearing about it, but it's not like she hears about it all the time. But, you know, kids handle different things, different kids have different capacities. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she's had to grow up in a two family household, non-conventional, but with parents that get along very well. I mean, when she was like three, she was like, why do grandma and grandpa live in the same house? <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause like, that's how a lot of people live, you know, but, um, anyway, I would ask my, I would definitely vent to my daughter. Like, Oh my God, these bitches are driving me crazy. You know? And then I, <laughs> oh, I like uh, after my, like, Rhode Island's debacle. I like, you know, I was pretty, you know, beat up after that, that weekend or whatever it was. And I'm like, here, I definitely acted insane. And she's like, mom, it's okay. People are going to love that. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, that she is like, that she understands that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that is not necessarily a mentality of someone her age and the fact that she gets it already that's really impressive well i mean we did used to watch beverly hills together so i'm not even gonna lie so you know she's savvy that's good you know you know who else is savvy is kim zolciak's daughter brielle we had brielle on the other day i mean I she imagine. she has completely kind of like rocket launched her career because she understands it she she's like Look, my mom became successful. How can I also use this platform and start propelling myself? And she's done amazing things for herself. Businesswoman. She has the platform. She's got the show. She's got the social media. Yep. Boom. So which of the cast Intro. members would you say you are the closest with that you just bonded with the most? Dorinda, for sure. Dorinda. Interesting. And, and, and I would think it would be Tinsley just because of the age. But why Dorinda would you say you guys really just connected? Tinsley, we always were close, right? And then obviously Tinsley moves. So I it gave me kind of room to get closer to some of the other women. I definitely Dorinda and I, plus they were having their issues. That was hard for me because I'm like both of them and I'm trying to get them to work their stuff out so I don't feel so conflicted about it. So I didn't have to deal with that once Tinsley left, obviously, you know. Um Dorinda I think me and her um, are the closest, and I said this before on another podcast because she lives on Earth. <laughs> we both live on Earth together. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just ground it. <laughs> you get it. You're on this. You're like, oh, we get it. Yeah. Like I feel like we are kind of just on the same planet. And with Tinsley leaving the show, how do you think it affects the show? Now you're the, you know, I guess the young girl. Well, you were, but I mean, it's, it's. How does that? How do you think? How do you feel about her leaving the show? Yes, I'm the only. I'm the only woman left with her period on the show. Let's just. Be <laughs> um, I, I it doesn't mean they're not dealing with their own hormone issues, but they're just different than mine. Uh, I think that, like you know, look, I was mainly embraced by most of the women. Me and Sonia did have a rocky patch in the beginning but that ended and Luann definitely I mean well I thought that she took me under her wing but then when I saw the show like she definitely had her little side comments and stuff but for the most part no I love Lou and and Dorinda you know like I said we're just on the same planet and like how it affects the show I mean I think that possibly you know um, if Tinsley had been there, it would have been a distraction. Like Ramona maybe wouldn't have like zeroed in on me to just try to drag and belittle at every single moment that she could. But maybe not because it's not like I'm the only, you know, it's, you know, there, there's a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of double standards that I think you'll see. And that's going to play out in the second half of the season. You said the other day that, um, Ramona tried to get you fired from the show. How is your guys' relationship now? Like, since your comments have kind of come out and maybe it's even facing the reality of like, oh, maybe I was trying to do something behind the scenes and now it's public. So how are you guys well, now? <laughs> um, I haven't spoken to her. <clears throat> and she hasn't reached out? No. Mm -mm. Do you feel like it's going to be awkward next time you see her then? No, I mean, I feel like we're going to hash things out at the reunion. I love your attitude. I love it. It's so great. Like, it's just like, no, like, if you're going to try to do something, like, let's let's face this like like women. Like, let's not hide around it. We're going to just, we're going to talk it out. We're going to figure it out. Like, we're going to, you know, but we'll, I'm going to save it, you know, for the reunion. No, I'm, so I'm not going to let her get away with doing it in private. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, this is going to happen on stage. I love it. I love it. And I think Andy Cohen loves it, too, doing it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the reunion, like, how – I don't think you're nervous, but how much do you have built up in your, like, I'm ready to fucking let it out at the reunion, like – this part, I didn't know that you guys said this about me. This was not in the edit. Like, I am ready to go for the reunion. I have to say that, like, I, some days, like, depending on what, like, what I've seen on the episode or what happens on social media, it depends, right? Like, some days I'm fired up and I'm like, it needs to happen now. Like, I'm ready, you know? And then some, <laughs> some days I'm, like, just very chill about it. So I'm, I already calculated not to bring up my period again, sorry, but like I already calculated and made sure I'm not going to be PMSing during, cause I deal with terrible PMS. I mean, really all the women out there who are listening to this, like I, it's a real thing. It's, it honestly screws up my whole life. I mean, literally it ruins relationships. It messes up my healthy living with my diet and my working out. I mean, I turn into a freaking monster. So I become a bitch, a freaking psycho lunatic bitch, but I'm not going to be PMSing during the reunion. I don't know if that's a, that's a good thing or bad thing, but it's probably a good thing for Ramona for you guys. Probably not. Cause it'd be pretty entertaining, but, um, I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting cause so you know, what I said before, uh, you came on the show and people just, they, I, I, you know, not even, you know, I, I'm, this is not a thing against Mosa Gorga. People love Mosa Gorga, but you came on. People just loved you, you know, and and that's hard to come on a show with a lot of veterans and a lot of personalities, a lot of characters, and people just relate to you. They love you, and maybe it's, you know, it's cool to see a girl come on the show who has tattoos. Uh, that was actually just different interesting. So my question is, like, would you, you know, with now Tinsley leaving the show, do you see that the show maybe possibly going in a younger direction, meaning younger cast members maybe possibly? Um, from what I've like been reading, 
like from what I see in comments or whatever, like out there on the internet. Um, it seems like people are wanting a little bit of maybe a like, I get it. Like, it's like, you know, there is more to New York and there is more to the wealthy New York than the Upper East Side. There's a whole other, there's a lot of people that live here, you know, in a lot of different neighborhoods and represent many different cultures and, you know, still live fabulous lives. So, which is the show, right? We want to show that. And I understand that that's what the show is. That's what this franchise is about. So I think that that's what you can kind of, I think that next season, I think that that's hopefully the way it will go. What, what do you think you added most to the show? Like, what are you most proud of when you look back and watch the, the season? Well, you know, I think it's that stuff is coming up, too. But I'm very happy that I was able to show my relationship with Rob that not like we're perfect or by any means, but just that like you can look and if look, if you are divorced or you split up from your kid's father and he's a piece of trash, I understand not wanting to have a relationship with him, you know, or like not wanting to be besties with him. That's totally understandable. I'm not saying that people that everyone that splits up should be best friends, you know, that's not realistic. And, you know, but I think that if anyone can take away something positive from seeing the relationship, then that is something I'm proud of. Um, and then I think that there's, you know, there's, I'm, I'm happy that I was honest about the sobriety stuff and breaking the sobriety and like, you know, I mean, I feel like, of course, there's times where I could see my like denial a bit on the show. Um, and it's helpful to watch actually. And I still, you know, don't, I don't like the term. I don't like the word alcoholic. I think there's a lot of negative connotation around it. There's a stigma around about it. Also, I just don't like labels. Um, but I was honest about having a complicated relationship with alcohol. Like, and as you see, I have a complicated relationship with alcohol. So I'm actually proud that I put that out there. I have no people. It's so weird because I got so many, um, comment any any negative comments was really like, you are disgusting, out of control, sloppy, drunk. And it's like, wait, I already told you guys that I have an issue with alcohol. So, and literally this is something that you're born with. And if I was on the show, like I have an issue with diabetes and you saw me eating all the sugar, would you come and say all this nasty shit on my Instagram when I literally have something that I was born with and I cannot control clearly? I mean, it's very weird. I think the stigma around addiction issues and, um, and, and mental health and alcoholism and, and all of that is just, you know, it's, it's nasty. There's so much shame around it. And I refuse to be ashamed. I refuse. I will not be ashamed of something like that. I'll be ashamed of, of, you know, I'm trying to think I was I ashamed of throwing the ravioli. Not really. I mean, um, <laughs> You know, I'll be ashamed of when I act out of pocket and like regret it and like, you know, I'm in my right mind and I did something nasty to someone, but I'm not being ashamed of like getting too drunk. Like I'm just not doing that to myself. I didn't drink for nine years, kiss my ass, you know? So that's how I feel about that. So are you, I, I saw on Instagram, you're right now a little, I guess a little bit more than three months sober, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, are, are you going to meetings right now? Are they doing like Zoom meetings or what are they doing right now? You know, um... I, not that I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to promote any kind of 12 step program or anything like that, but, um, I was never really a program person. Um, again, well, as you can see on the show, I'm a little bit anti-authority. I like doing things my own way, blah, blah, blah. I always smoked weed, not always, but like most of my non-drinking, I smoked weed right now. I'm not, but like, that's to be determined. Like I will probably start smoking weed again. I don't see anything wrong with it whatsoever. I also don't see anything wrong with, you know, microdosing mushrooms and stuff. You know, like there is there is a, a, a place and a time and a place for things like this. So I feel that sometimes meetings and stuff is a little too binary. It's a little too all or nothing, black and white kind of thinking. And I don't really like that. But and I haven't really been doing too much Zoom meetings, but I do have someone I'm working with from the program and I do read and stuff like that. I don't. The Zoom meetings are weird. It's very like strange to zoom in and then people you're like in your house and 
I think if things were open, I would be more apt to going to meetings and stuff like that. But, um, but, but again, but actually I will, and I, I don't even think I'm allowed to say this stuff, but I will say that, that that program did absolutely lay the foundation out for me to stop drinking years ago. That's so. great. And how's the relationship with you and your mom right now? I mean, you said you just spoke to your mom. Is how's How are you guys doing? She's great. We're good. We're good. You know, it's funny because I think like my, my aunt's husband's cousins in Kentucky like are watching the show and they're calling my aunt going, oh my God, please tell me. Tell, tell Leah and her mom that it, life's too short. They need to talk. This is crazy. And my aunt's like, this is from a while ago. And honestly, it was only two days that they went without talking. You know what I'm saying? Me and my mom talk 20 times a day. So when I'm like, she's not talking to me anymore. It was literally like 48 hours, you know? <laughs> For me, that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could totally see that. Uh, your daughter's father, by the way, your daughter's father, Greg, I think it's really cool that you guys have this. I mean, it sounds weird to say there's there's no normal relationship, but you guys are put it out there because there really is no normalcy to any type of relationship. But you guys are making it work. What do you think has been the key to you guys making it work? Um, oh, my God. Well, we were definitely like, well, you know what? This is interesting. I will say because the other day he like was dropping me off at my house and he like just got like new rims and he like drives really crazy. Like he's very into his cars. He drives fast. Me and Kira always like, you're making us feel nauseous. Stop. He like just drives like nuts. Like I hate it. And he like turned in front of my building and his rim like scraped the sidewalk. Oh. And I was, I know. And I was kind of did like a nasty, like, Rob, you really <laughs> like that. And he was like, shut up. And I was like, what did you just say to me? Like, I mean, I was like, wouldn't even give him a kiss on the cheek. Goodbye. I was like, bye. I'm like, what did you really say? Shut up to me. It brought me back to our relationship because we were we fought all the time when we were together. We are much better like this than we were together. We were freaking crazy, like fireworks, screaming. Like, I mean, I was more nuts. He's we're opposites. He if there's an issue in the relationship, he wants to sweep it under the rug and not talk about it. And I'm like putting a freaking magnifying glass over it. Like there's a problem, you know, and we just for the life of us couldn't get it together so we're just much better off this way but he texted me later last night after he said shut up and he said i'm sorry for saying shut up and i'm like look at you rob That's you're great. like so well we've both grown so much as people i mean i was 20 years old when i met him i'm about to be 38 this is a long long we've had a lot of years to work on our relationship yeah and if it's not together relationship and Besides him, are there any? Is there anyone else in your life now? Are you single? What's going on? Um. Yeah, I'm totally single. Um. I have a date on Thursday, so that's cool. Okay, so that perfect. How how does how do you date right now? Not number one during a pandemic. Number two, I, being a celebrity. How how are you date? How are you finding people to date? So I don't, I mean, this is my first date. I will tell you, I, I like kind of like ran back to pita chip a couple of times, like just because the convenience and it's a pandemic, um, but only like a couple of times, you know? And then I'm like, this is so, this is not like for me, this is not working. Um, and I did go on a dating app and, but I mean, look, it's just, we're going to dinner, you know, there's outdoor seating. So we're going to dinner I mean, you met this person on a dating app or in, you just Instagram or where? Yeah. On a dating app. Yeah. He had no Raya? idea who I, no, not Raya. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I, I, uh, he has, he doesn't watch the show. He doesn't know anything about it. Like whatever I had to like tell him about it. He was like, Oh, I think my mom and sister maybe watched that. I'm like, cool. Don't tell them about this. <laughs> Cause they're going to be like, don't go on with her. Um, <laughs> And you know he's younger than me. It's like I don't look. I've never even met him. I've never met him. You know, like I don't know. We've Facetimed a couple times. Like, do I think this is gonna be? Like, I'm. I don't think I'm getting married to this guy. You know, I'm just. We're just going on a date. So, you know, it's a reason to wash my hair. 
I, I just wonder, like, what perks your interest, you know? Because I, I, I feel like the dating world online is so difficult. One thing is misconstrued or you, they type one word and you're like, oh, not interested. Like, what catches your attention? So I know on the show I said that I really wanted – I, like, was into ugly guys and wanted to find, like, I want to be beauty and I want to find a beast. I'm – over that, I want a hot motherfucking guy that is so fine that I feel ugly around him. Like, I want a hot-ass dude. This guy's just hot. He's hot as hell. He's tall. He's just, he's good-looking. He's just he's very good-looking. And he drives really nice cars. What can I say? I'm shallow. So, um, you know, he's, yeah, we'll see. I don't, we'll see what happens. Do you want to get married eventually? You know, I actually can't even imagine, like, God, I'm, I'm like, I feel old. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, I mean, look, would I love to have a wedding? Yes. I would, I love, but when I think about the government, like me having to like go through the government to like break up with someone and like to get a divorce, that's crazy to me. Like, that's scary to me. I don't understand it. It seems totally archaic and weird. Um, if I, I would love to be in love. That's a great feeling, you know? It's just that I know me, and I know that I get bored. I um, am demanding. I, I also like like having my own space. Um, I don't know. And men are just trash. We, we, we can't disagree with that. No, it's just <laughs> crazy. It's like, it's really crazy because, like, You'll have a girl, right, who's like, God, she's like such a catch. She's willing to commit to you. She's hot. She's got a job. She's got, she's a great person. And the guy is like a fucking schmuck, fucking ugly, like a whatever dude. And he's still going to be an asshole to the girl. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I'm curious, did any housewives from other, uh, any other places, the other housewives, any cities, not just any other cities. Yeah. Did they reach out to you saying, Oh my God, I'm loving you. I can't wait to meet you in person. And like, how has the response been from the community? They're amazing. I feel such a, um, sisterhood with the other women, you know, not anyone, not Beverly Hills. I feel like they're like too, like up their own asses kind of. Um, but like Jersey, the Jersey women are great. Um, some Bron uh, Bronwyn from OC, Tamra, um, like Dolores, I speak to Marge, Jackie, um, Teresa. I've met; she's awesome. We DM sometimes. I'm trying to think. Oh, um, Cynthia Bailey, she's freaking cool. Me and her have talked a couple times. Um, me and Marlo Hampton kind of just are friends in our comments sections. Um, you know who I really, one of my favorite housewives that I love is Candy, and I just really hope I get to meet her one day. She's amazing. Yeah, she's doing well. You, you said great. earlier that you you and your daughter would watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Did you guys ever watch the New York version? Or it, when um, you got onto it, you didn't really have any opinions on the women? So, yeah, I, and there was this whole thing because people were like, oh my God, she has to know what Giovanni is. She's lying. And I'm like, I really had no idea what Giovanni was. And I hadn't watched um, New York since early on. I think the last season I watched was like the one where Luann, like Tom, like gets caught cheating on Luann or something like that. And that was like a long time ago, you know? Um, and I feel like I just watched that isolated season. But Beverly Hills and Jersey, I, I would watch. And Beverly, but my daughter liked Beverly Hills. Like, my daughter loved Erica Jane. My daughter loved her outfits, was, like, super into Erica Jane. So we watched that together. I, I'm an L.A. guy. I'm out here in Orange County. Um, you guys being in New York, I'm curious, what is, like, what is the best part of New York for you guys? What is, like, why, why do you stay in New York? For me, it's, like, so many people, craziness, traffic. Like, I just, it's, like, it literally is chaos to me. So why, what do you love about New York? I love the chaos. That's it? You it makes you a better chaos? person. I love the chaos. Adam, what about you? I would say that it, I'm, I'm fortunate. I lived in L.A. for a couple months. 
And I, I, when I was there, I realized I'm very fortunate that I grew up in the East Coast, and it just made a better person. I was surrounded by a lot of people of different di- uh, diversity, and I was able, like you know, like we spoke about earlier, I was able to learn to adapt to my environment and just talk to people and be grounded and be able to talk to very affluent people, to very you know, low, you know, just all different types of people, and I just think it made me to a better person. I, I completely agree with that. I always think like when I'm talking to people that aren't like from here, like they have, they don't understand, like, even though New York city is segregated in a lot of ways in terms of like the school system and stuff, it is. Yeah. But at the same time in New York, you're forced to live on top of each other with every single creed, race, sexuality, ethnicity, religion. I mean, just like whether you, it, it, you know, it's, whether you like it or not, you have to deal with everybody. Literally. Yeah. It's a melting pot. And, you know, it is like one of the it's one of the greatest cities to grow up in and to live in for that for that fact, I think. What, what what's the worst part, you guys? It's fucking expensive, man. <laughs> you know what it is? I, I would say this. I feel bad for the people that don't like I'm fortunate. I have a car. Now I might live in the Upper East Side. I'm no housewife. I just have to live in a rent stabilized apartment, which is a fucking steal. But uh, I have a car, so I'm able to get out of New York City and get those breaks of it. So it's like I'm able to miss New York City, then able to want to get back to it. So, And you see those some people that never leave New York City, and they're just insane. Like, you just see them just going crazy nonstop. No, it's true. It's definitely like you have to – if you can get out of the city, that's obviously the best. I mean, the city's kind of like – I feel like I need to start, like, a Save New York campaign because, like, it's literally hell. Like, can we just, like, go – like overthrow de Blasio somehow or oh, something. Every, the, the beautiful thing is that it's brought everybody from all political sides to agree on something, which is that Mayor de Blasio is fucking terrible. And we simultaneously have the worst president and the worst mayor of New York at the same time, which means New Yorkers are even more extra fucked than everybody else. Um, because it's just craziness. What is, what is your favorite restaurant in New York City? Well, I always say my go-to, I always say it's the Odeon, but there's so, but I can't pick one. Like, it's just, that's just like my staple, like good. If I have friends coming in from out of town and I want to take them somewhere, I go there, but there's so many restaurants that I love. I love Lighthouse in Brooklyn, which is like where I went and I ate at. Um, I love Nishnush. That's like this like Mediterranean spot. I love Takahashi in Tribeca. There's just so many good restaurants so you are you're also a podcaster can you tell us about your podcast improper etiquette yes even though i haven't but we haven't done it in so long now um because you know you i feel like free time well i mean <laughs> yeah, right. so like during obviously like when i was filming the show like i really felt like i didn't have any free time um and now i'm just like you know what i'm so sick of like i feel like I was kind of so depressed the first couple months of the um, pandemic and the quarantine that I was like, I can't even talk. Like, I don't even want to talk. Like, I have nothing good to say. I have nothing good to offer. So me and Laura decided to take a break for now. We'll see what happens. We don't know what the future holds. Also, we were doing it for five years. It's a very long time. But I'm so proud of it. You can go listen to it, everybody. Um, We've had amazing guests, like, from, you know... um, Azealia Banks to Dasha Polanco to Planned Parenthood to we had like a a pro-life feminist on like we've had a lot of controversial you know different kinds of opinions and stuff and I'm just I'm really proud of it it's been like we really use it as a platform to kind of uplift women give women a voice and um, we had a lot of fun doing it so Leah this is the time to do it People are looking for that. They want to be uplifted. That's true. And they love you. So, And my last thing for you is I feel like New York City nightlife is sort of done. Not just for like now, the past few years. It's never been the same. But you were kind of going out when it was fun, when it was good, when when there was a, a, a big New York City nightlife. What was your craziest, most wildest celebrity night that you ever saw in New York City? Like, did you ever see Leo DiCaprio around the nightlife in New York City? or all that stuff yeah no no. him yeah i mean literally i have a lot of different i mean i don't want to spill too much i don't want to name names and stuff but i've definitely the whole one oak and all that yeah i mean i don't want to like i will say i've said this i've said this already my favorite new york night is when i got to meet rihanna um after 
the Met Gala that was after party up and down. And um, my friend walked me over to her and introduced me to her. And she was like, oh, my God, hey. And she like gave me this big hug. I'm like, oh, my God, she thinks she knows me. This is crazy. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you." she's like, oh, my God, I know you. You were on Millionaire Matchmaker. And I was like, yes. What? Yes. <laughs> And I'm like, you also wear my brand, Married to the Mob. And she's like, oh, my God, that's you? And I was like, yes. And then someone took a photo of us, and it ended up in her book. What? No way. That's insane. It's a picture of her. And then, like, there's a picture of her. And, like, I'm basically on a page with all photos of, like, people who are, like, way, like, cooler than I am. And I just was like, holy shit. It was amazing. I need to get the book. I don't even know if they sell them anymore. I think it's, like, $500 or something. But I have to get it. That's amazing. Do you know, so Dax knows, I was in the Beyonce video. I was in the Beyonce XO music video. But Dax, I don't think you know this. I was also in a Rihanna video. She was filming What's My Name in the East Village on a Sunday afternoon one time. And I remember it was like so random. Like, holy shit, Rihanna's filming a video? And I went, and it, I, you can't see me. In the, in the Beyonce video, you could see you me. You can see a lot I mean, of him on clear. the Beyonce video. Yeah, but in the Rihanna video, you actually, I could probably only see myself, but I'm like in the background, what's my name? Like, it's just kind of funny. This is crazy. But that was so cool. That's actually amazing. I definitely had like, oh, I have tea for you. I had a fight with Jonathan Shabon. Really? Food God. The food God, whatever. Like, I had a total argument with him outside of Marquee. This is like 2001. This is like 2002. It's a long time ago. I made fun of someone he was with or something. Me and my girls made fun of someone. And then he was like... Made fun of Kim Kardashian? He was (laughs) But he was with some other chicks. And then, like, he came running out, like, yelling at us. And I was like, fuck you. You ruined my friend's brand. Because um, he became partners with these guys a long time ago with this clothing line. And I felt like he ruined the brand. I'm pretty sure it was him. But, yeah. So I had a little argument with him. And also Andy Dick also, like, I feel like I had a fight with him on the street once, too. Like, but I was so drunk, and so was he. But anyway, other- uh, I was going to say, Andy Dick, he's probably had a fight with everyone on the street. <laughs> like, blackout drunk, I'm, I'm sure I was, too. But, yeah, there's been so many fun. Like, early 2000s, actually, was, like, so good. It was such so a great time. It was even better than the 90s, actually, for me. Yeah. Leah, we could literally keep you all day. You're so Wait, fun I to talk to. One more thing. I can't yeah. believe that um, was Larry King was on this yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. He was awesome. He was really fun. I, trust me, we had the same thing. We're like, I Larry like King was a big deal. Like that Larry <laughs> King was talking to you guys like a week ago, and now you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, we feel the same. We're like, Larry King is he's down to do our podcast. That's this is amazing. So cool. Yeah, Larry, it's he's in this thing with Larry, it's like he's been around for so long. He's talked to everyone. And not even like you're talking I mean, from world leaders. It's just incredible. World leaders. Like Like he's telling us stories about like when he talked to like Vladimir Putin and when he like I'm like this is amazing. This guy, Frank Sinatra, he's literally interviewed every person under the sun. Well, and I'm like, it. I'm like, you guys are how is it? Well, the thing you think about it, like every question we're asking, Adam and I are both looking at each other, like, oh god, he's critiquing our questions <laughs> because he's the master of questions. <laughs> That's so funny. But he's just like so interesting. Like I, it sounds, it sounds hard for me to even drop his name anymore. But you know, for me, when I worked at TMZ. I used to love interviewing Matt Lauer just because he's been around so many people. So I was always interested in his opinion. I was almost more interested in him than the actual celebrities he was interviewing just because he's been around so many people. So when you have a guy like Larry, it's like, dude, he's telling, he's talking shit about Sinatra and like talking about like how, how much of a moody guy he is. It's like, sheesh, dude. He's Frank Sinatra. He's allowed, he was allowed to be as moody as he wanted to be, right? And we, we asked him, we asked him who is like the best looking person he's seen. Because, you know, he's had everyone in his studio. Yeah. And he said, uh, George Clooney said was one of the best looking people he has ever seen in person. I thought that was interesting. I mean, everyone kind of knows that, but. Uh, Like, come on. I wanted to hear some like random, like. Hell yeah. Listen, it's 2020. (laughs) He's not going to be like the other pervs and say a woman's name. He's going to go, you know, he's going to, he's going to play it. That's such a good freaking point. He's so smart. Cause I was like, (laughs) like, what woman? I'm like, you know. Who was it? Tina Turner? Madonna? I don't know. Cindy Crawford, you know? But yeah, George Clooney. All right. We've asked a lot of people that question. I feel like... um, uh, People are scared. No, what's her name? Who played the queen in the Snow White movie? Uh, Angelina? No, Snow White, the one... What's her name? Charlize Theron. 
her name gets brought up like every time we ask that. People are like, she's the most beautiful woman in person. So I have huge. I've seen her in person actually. I went to a movie screening that she produced the movie and she was so tall. And yeah, she was beautiful. She was wearing a lot of makeup, but I feel like she was maybe because she was being photographed, you know, and or whatever. Yeah. She's so tall. Who who do you run into the most in New York City? Which celebrity do you see the most in New York City? I well, I mean, it's so hard because I don't see any celebrity. I mean, oh, I used yeah. to I used to see James Gandolfini, rest in peace, because I guess Tribeca. Yeah, in Tribeca, exactly. Yeah. He would go to the same health food store. Um, uh, he's was such a great actor. So I feel like that's probably who I. Yeah, I don't even. I feel like I don't even see celebrities. It's not like it's L.A. You know, where it's yeah. just celebrity world, and like no one like cares in New York either. I feel like like I never see paparazzi here. Like once I saw paparazzi like stalking like Naomi Watts. I've seen her a few times. I've yeah. Seen or like because they're like downtown or whatever but yeah it's not like it's that kind of um vibe i see actually i would say for me it's actually andy i I run into andy all the time because there's you know screenings or premieres he's always there and then i I go to like the equinox and whatever the equinox in the village and i want to say which one but i always run into him there and it's just he's working out with his trainer then i remember one day i mean this is before pandemic and this is because he got rid of it but i was i was sitting there on my computer sitting on like on a step and a dog came up and sort of licked to my face and then i'm like oh who is it it's andy i'm like i just keep running i see andy more than my own parents (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's like oh there's andy that's funny. it. But listen, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and also, you're, you know way, what's blowing great, up, too? She's great on Instagram, people. Go follow her on Instagram. Leah Mob is what her handle is. Go follow her. She's great. Great on Instagram and great on Cameo. Thank her you. Ca- her ca- Dude, her Cameo is great. She, I, she's fucking killing it, man. I am so happy uh, to see you and have you on the podcast. And I'm just it's proud to see you represent New York in a good way, especially for the younger generation. And uh and you know a lot of I'm, and I appreciate you being open about a lot of stuff going in your life. I think you're helping out a lot of people, so I really appreciate that. Thank you, Dax. It's really so nice to meet you guys. Maybe one day I'll get to meet you in person when this is all over, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, thank you again. Have a wonderful rest of your time during quarantine. Enjoy your date, hey. by the way. <laughs> like, give us a little update. <laughs> oh my god! Take that, Patty Stanger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, babe. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Dude, she was fun. I liked her. I liked her she a lot. She was cool. She, you know what? She's just how you want her to be. Real cool and chill and tells it how it is and honest and doesn't hold back. And, you know, it's funny because we ask questions where it's, a lot of times, sometimes their, their reps probably wouldn't, wouldn't really appreciate the question. But, again, yeah. we're not trying to push buttons. We're just curious and interested. And she's like, hey, listen, you know, she says she's like, I'm probably not supposed to talk about this, but and then answers the question, (laughs) (laughs) which I love and I love. But it's just Uh, like it's just our curiosity while we answer the question. We're not we're not trying to piss off publicists. We're just trying to break it down and just make it more relatable so people understand how the industry works, how TV works. And she's just cool, man. Just, uh, you know, what? I love getting people before they're like famous, famous. You know what I'm saying? Like. Give it two years, maybe she'd be like, uh, I don't want to waste my time doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that like, she she doesn't realize how famous she is. And, and it's funny how many people we've had on the podcast in the last couple months during quarantine that have really, like I said it earlier, I feel that they don't realize what their life is going to be like the second they step out of the door when everything's lifted, everything's back to normal, the people aren't wearing masks, so they're going to recognize when she walks down the street. I love it. And I think we're going to be able to look back in a couple of years and be like, Let's do an update with her and see where she's doing, what she's doing now, and how much her life has changed. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you know her. Again, she's wrapping up her rookie season on Real Housewives of New York, but I could see her future looking like a Bethany, looking like a Nini. You know, because people want to you know talk shows and stuff. You know, she's done the podcast. She's this is not her first time dealing with TV, but I feel like she's on to that kind of stardom. Because people appreciate honesty, realness, and just, you know, she's been exposed to a lot and she doesn't hide. She doesn't ignore. She just kind of yep. faces the shit she's kind of gone with, you know? And, uh, yeah, no, thank And by the way, I'm definitely tuning into the uh, reunion show. I cannot wait to see what the hell she's doing. You know she's bringing it, dude. You, you she know is, she's ready to go. Well, she's got stuff in the ammunition. 
Well, the fact that she's like, no, I, I'm not letting her deal with this shit off camera. Like, this is going to be on camera, and she's going to have to face the music. Personally, to me, I'm like, oh, and this is why Bravo loves you. This is great. But, uh, guys, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Like and subscribe it. Write a review. And if you write a review, we could actually win an autographed picture. Thanks to our friends at Primetime Signatures and uh, Autograph City on Facebook. Uh, follow us on TikTok, Hollywood Raw on TikTok. It's a fun account where you can see By gags. the way, we just broke 2,000 followers, and we've been on TikTok for like two weeks. Yeah, it's good, man. That's pretty decent, it's, right? It's really good. And you can find me at, at Adam Glenn on all social media platforms. You can find Dax Holt at Dax Holt on uh, – he's, he's, he's on TikTok now. Yeah, I am on TikTok, He is on too. TikTok now, <laughs> so he's finally on TikTok. So find Dax Holt, so, D-A-X-H-O-L-T, and we'll see you guys later.